Good evening, uh, brothers and sisters. Welcome to this online service. We are still learning how to not just only enter and take possession of the promised land, but how we can live in the promised land uh, from generation to generation so that we can fulfill God's covenant, God's plan and purpose for us. And so it's important that we understand the purpose why God has given us a promised land, what does God want to accomplish through us in the promised land. We know that God wants us to establish the holy nation, a kingdom of priests in the promised land. The promised land isn't about us, isn't about how we are so blessed and prosper. But it is about God's kingdom, God's covenant, how we can uh, be a blessing to the nations, fulfilling God's destiny for us on this earth. Let's look at uh, Exodus 19, verse 1. Exodus 19, verse 1. He said, On the first day of the third month, after the Israelites left Egypt, on that very day, they came to the desert of Sinai. After they set out from Rephidim, they entered the desert of Sinai, and Israel came there in the desert in front of the mountain. Then Moses went up to God, and the Lord called to him from the mountain and said, This is what you are to say to the descendants of Jacob, and what you are to tell the people of Israel, you yourself have seen what I did to Egypt and how I carried you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Verse 5. Now, if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, then out of all nations you will be my treasure possession. Although the whole earth is mine, you will be for me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words you are to speak to the Israelites. So this is just less than three months. On the third month when they came out of Egypt, the first one or two months they were just traveling from places to places and now they begin to settle uh, before the desert of Sinai. And God called Moses up to speak to him, in order for him to speak to the nation, to speak to all Israelites. And I want you to take note, because when we read the Old Testament, we get the impression that, you know, the, the priest, Aaron's priesthood, is only for a few people, for that family. And the rest, you know, they, they don't have the privilege to enter into the holy place. Right, the Levites, they serve along with, with Aaron's and his family, but they cannot enter into the most holy place. We know Korah wanted to do that, and he was destroyed, and all those who follow him. Okay, so, so God wants the whole nation to be a kingdom of priests. That's what we read just now in uh, verse 5. 
Now, if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, then out of all nations you will be my treasured possession. Although the whole earth is mine, you will be for me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words you are to speak to Israelites. So, uh, in a, this is what God desired. The condition that God said, if they fully obey His commands, the nation of Israel have obeyed. But they have not fully obeyed His commands. And God said, if you fully obey, then you will be. that kingdom of priests and a holy nation. And in the New Testament, the Lord Jesus died on the cross, we know, through His shed blood. We're going to read that later on. We have become priests, every one of us, just like what God intended in the Old Testament. Every one of us. So God wanted the nation of Israel to capture this picture at the beginning of the journey with him, out from Egypt, at the beginning of their salvation, of their deliverance, God wants them to see the full picture that they are to be a holy nation, a kingdom of priests. And the same thing with us today. Unfortunately, we only know when we are saved in Christ, we're going to heaven. But God wants us to have this picture that we are to be that royal priesthood, that holy nation, a special possession of God, a special co-op people of God. And, uh, and that's the purpose of what God wants to do in the promised land, that these people will be a kingdom of priests and a holy nation so that they will be a testimony to the nations of the world. So you see, what God has in His mind is not the individual. Not that it's not important, it started from there. But what God has in His mind is the nation, the nation, the holy nation. And for us Christians, many times, our focus is self, what I can get from Jesus, what I can receive, how blessed I am. You know, it's about self. And we've been told this is a personal relationship. But I tell you, no. It's more than a personal relationship. It started as a personal relationship. But it has to grow to become a nation, a holy nation. And we've got to have that kingdom mindset in us because God is looking at a nation among the nations of the world. And so we, we got to look at ourselves. If we are just living a life like the rest of the nations, the rest of the people, then we have not fulfilled God's kingdom purpose for us as a as a as his priests. Because we are just like others. But, but God is telling us, you are, you are so different. Because out of the nations, I have chosen you. 
He said, although the whole, the last part of verse 5, although the whole earth is mine, yet you will be my treasure possessions. Although all the nations in the world is mine, but yet you are my special possession, treasure. Why we are so special? Why we are treasure to God? Because we are called into the plan and purpose of God for eternity, into the kingdom of God, into governing with God in the world that He has created that belongs to Him. We are to be His kingdom of priests. We are talking about this world. In this world, in among the nations that belongs to him. So God will train us just like he lead the nation of Israel through the wilderness, training them, building them to be that holy nation, that kingdom of priests as they obey God. And so God will lead us too. All the problems that we face, the assurance of God is you are so special. We are so special. God has His eye on us. He will. He has His favor upon us. We are different. We will come out of it and we will testify of His goodness. So, let me just reiterate again, the whole nation, everyone is to be that kingdom of priests. And that's why God spoke to the whole nation, to Moses, not just to Aaron's family. And then to, let's look into the New Testament. First Peter 2, 9. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession that you may declare the praises of Him who call you out of darkness into His wonderful light. So what God wants us as priests in the New Testament, as, as a holy nation, we are to testify of His kingdom. How we are delivered out of Egypt, how we are delivered from the kingdom of darkness into His kingdom of light. So once again, you see, the priest is to serve in the kingdom, is to serve in the nation. And so I hope we are beginning to shift, shift the focus from self to Christ, to his kingdom. Not just looking at our relationship with God, but looking at the kingdom, at, at the nation, the whole nation. And it doesn't matter who you are. Don't say, I don't have the vision. You have to obey the word of God and begin to think of the holy nation, the kingdom of priests. And Hebrews 10, verse 19. We're going to read, eventually read to 25, verse 25, but just start with two verses. Hebrews 10, 19. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, 
by a new and living way was opened for us through the curtain that is His body. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, it would tell us what, how we're to behave as a result. But what the Word of God is saying, hey, because of Jesus being the great high priest, the great priest over the house of God, we are brought in. We are that priest who has the right to enter into the most holy place because of the blood of Jesus. And uh, once again, we need to remind ourselves, because when we read this verse, we are so happy, we look at it from a personal point of view and say, oh, you know, now I'm so blessed. I, I can come into the most holy place, the presence of God. And we, we're, the focus is still self. Self. But when the priest enter into the most holy place, and the Bible tells us once a year on the day of atonement, he was making atonement for the whole nation. He wasn't serving self. He wasn't serve, serving certain individual who want their sins forgiven. This he has done during the other time outside the most holy place. He sacrificed for them and their sins are forgiven, but into the most holy place once a year. And that is not for self, that is for nation, for the whole nation. And so, let's, let's just shift our mindset again to be in line with the Word of God. Now that we are New Testament priests, we come into the holy place, we are thinking of the nation, the household of God, the church. Not so much individual. So in the house of, of God, there are orders. Okay? There are orders. There's a structure. And uh, in order for us to be able to function in that, in that structure, in that order, there are submission, different one playing their different role as God has assigned them. Order. Not what they want. Because a lot of people in, in church... In, in, today, they think that, oh, they can do what they want because we are all priests. But God has given different one, different gifting, different uh, uh, function, set different one in different parts of the body. There is order. It's not like we are priests now, we can do everything as if there's no difference because we are all equal. No. We're equal before the sight of God. But functionally, we are different according to the gifting, according to His calling, according to His purpose. And that's why if we function out of what God wants us to do, even though we are, 
We, some people do it out of rebellion. They're out there to prove you wrong. So the desire, the motive isn't serving God. It's self. And so when you do that, even though what you offer seems to be spiritual sacrifice, but they are not acceptable. The priests of God are to offer acceptable sacrifice. That means they are unacceptable spiritual sacrifice. So we, when we function according to God's calling, according to God's priesthood, it's acceptable because there's order, there's God's plan, God's purpose. So we, we need to grow our life so that we can function in the priests, just like the Old Testament. They have to obey all the laws. Then they become. In the New Testament, we need to grow because we are already called in by Christ. But then we need to grow in order to be able to function in the priesthood. Let's read it in the First Peter, 1, uh, 1 Peter 2, verse 1 and 2. 1 Peter 2, verse 1. He said, Therefore, rid yourselves of all malice and all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind. Like newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk so that by it you may grow up in your salvation. So now that we are called into the priesthood, what do we do? We, like newborn babies, we crave pure spiritual milk. So the pure spiritual milk isn't listening to the Word of God, but rather to listen to the Word of God and begin to draw from the milk, the nutrients that will help us to build up our body. So we've got to understand the Word of God in His fullness as we grow. Not just certain pet topic that we like to hear, you know, that bless us, bless us, bless us. But rather the whole counsel of God so that we can grow. We, we, we begin to understand, we begin to draw the truth from it and build our life according to the Word of God so that we become mature to be able to function as priests. You see, when we read this verse, the mature and the immature, there is a lot of difference. The immature, their focus is self. So that's why there is a lot of comparison, competition, proving they are better, that kind of attitude, insight. Look at the verse that we read. You know, get rid of all malice, deceit, hypocrisy, envy, slander of every kind. You see, it's all competing, comparing, trying to be better than others. Hypocrisy, you know, seemingly very spiritual, but the motive is self. So that's, that's the immature, that's the, the, the fleshly life. But when we crave spiritual milk, we allow the Word of God begins to speak to us, begins to work in us, we will grow up. We will grow up. Hebrews 10 verse 22. He said, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart. We are not coming to God, as I always said, 
Listen to what we want to hear. We're hearing what God wants to speak. We're hearing the whole counsel of God. A sincere heart, allowing God to work with full assurance of faith. That means when we listen to the word of God, we listen with the attitude that we are prepared to die to self. All that it matters is the word of God. All that it matters is God's will. What God wants, not what I want. And we are willing to let go of our desire with the full assurance of faith. Even though we know God's way may be difficult, challenging, may be painful, but we're prepared to sacrifice, we're prepared to die. Having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our body washed with pure water. See, all that it matters is what God wants to say. Pure water. Not contaminated, not some good in it, but then, you know, a lot of self in it. No, it's pure water. He said, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. So even though it's tough, it's difficult, we will not let go. People who do not hold on. You know, we see it all the time in churches. Just because of something happens, somebody says something, they feel that they have been ill-treated. Immediately they jump. They disappear. They, go, they, they run away. They go somewhere else. Now, this is, this is not how we mature and become that holy nation and become that kingdom of priests. We allow God to train in us, take us through, trust in Him so that we can enter into inherit the inheritance in the promised land. Finally, we mentioned earlier, we're building into a spiritual house. First Peter 2, 5, You also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God, to Jesus Christ. So we mentioned there are structure, there are order in the house of God. In the Old Testament, we see clearly in Numbers 18 verse 1, the Lord said to Aaron, you, your sons and your family are to bear the responsibility for offense, offenses connected with the sanctuary. And you and your sons alone are to bear that responsibility for offenses connected with the priesthood. So there are certain order, there are certain functions only certain people can do. And similarly in the New Testament, even though the whole nation, everyone is to be that kingdom of priests, but each one of us, we have different assignment, we have different calling and different gifting. And there are certain things that is not for us, right? Just like the priesthood. And God hold Aaron and his son to be responsible, to make sure the order is kept, his instruction are kept. 
And that's why we need to, because there are too many individualistic people who are doing things they think is right, but it's out of order. Out of order. But if we have come into the order of God and function in the body, can you imagine the church of Jesus Christ will be so powerful? We will be such a, a, a testament to the nations. But unfortunately, no. Okay, and then the next verse, verse 2. Bring your fellow Levites from your ancestral tribe to join you and assist you when you and your sons minister before the tent of the covenant law. They are to be responsible to you and are to perform all the duties of the tent. But they must not go near the furnishing of the sanctuary or the altar. Otherwise, both they and you will die. Can you see the order that is there among the priesthood, among the priests? The Levites, the Levitical priests, they are to assist the Aaronic priests. But they are not to enter into the sanctuary. They are not to come near the holy place. God says, if you don't keep this order, both of you will die. Aaron, you're responsible. So that's why God has given us leaders, the structure, and the leaders are to maintain the order. He said, if you do not maintain the order, you will die. But for a leader to do that, you know, sometimes we face challenges, we face criticism, attacks, slander of all kinds. But each one of us need to know God has an order in His spiritual house. And uh, worst of all, the priests represent the nation. If the priests did not do their duty, God's wrath is coming to the nation. We just jump to verse, verse uh, 5. Verse 5. You are to be responsible for the care of the sanctuary and the altar so that my wrath will not fall on the Israelites again. Can you, so can you see? The priests, when they are serving, they are serving the nations. If they fail, the nations suffer. Not just the priests. The nation will fall into the wrath of God. So we want to offer acceptable sacrifice to God. Spiritual sacrifice acceptable to God. Not what we want to offer, what we think. But we must maintain the order. We must function in the the area that God has called us, and we must work together as one, as a nation, as a household, not doing what we think is right. So when we have that kind of uh, focus where Jesus is the center, not self, what happened? Hebrews 10, 24 to 25. And let us consider how we may spur one another and on towards love and good deeds and not giving up meeting together as some are in the habits of doing but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching so can you see when we function as priests when we come you know it's important that we come together 
if we are not related, we, we are not connected, we are not coming together, we cannot function as priests. And that's why we've got to understand this kingdom mindset, this holy nation mindset, kingdom of priests, not individual. So when we come, our focus is not self. Our focus is the Lord Jesus because our focus is the Lord Jesus and His kingdom. Then we look at His kingdom. We look at the people around. He said, let us consider how we may spur one another. So our focus is on how we can minister one to another. So when you come, you know, we, there are people, we come to church, we just come to worship God and then we go out by ourselves. You have not fulfilled your role as a priest. Have you considered others? Have you seen the newcomers sitting in the corner? Have you functioned in your priestly role? Or you just come to worship? You just come to worship. It's all self. But let's change our mindset. When we come to worship, yes, it's God. And because it's God, it's also other people. And we're connected together as a nation. We are that spiritual household. We begin to look at different ones. It doesn't matter whether they're man or they're woman. If they're new, you are the priest. You minister to them. Whether they're young, they're old. We are the priest. We minister to them. We see ourselves as a nation. As a household. And we do our parts to encourage one another so that we become productive, so that we are spurred towards love and good deeds. Productive love. Our relationship has got to be. One, in love, in unity. One, mind, vision, helping one another. So, you look at the church. Meeting is over immediately. Everybody wants to go off. We come as individuals. We are not coming as a priesthood. We are not coming as a nation. We are all thinking about self. What I get from the meeting, we are not thinking about ministering. Fulfilling our priestly role so that the house of God will be built up so that we will testify of the goodness of God to the nations. We'll be ready for His coming. So I hope this, mo- this evening, this message will really help us to see us as priests that when we come in, into the presence of God, it's for the nation is to minister to the nation before God. And it, it, it's no longer self at, at the center, at the focus, but it's Jesus and his household so that we become that kingdom of priests, that royal priesthood to declare the praises of him to the kingdom of darkness because we're in the kingdom of light. So shall we pray, and I pray that uh, this this evening the message will really help you to break through from your selfish, self-centered, focused mindset 
into Jesus, his kingdom, his purpose. And, and we as priests serving as a holy nation together to build the household of God. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your words giving us more understanding. And we pray that these words will be worked through in our life, in our church, that there will be such a change, O oh God, in the whole atmosphere, the whole dynamic in our relationship, in the church, in our worship, so that your name, your name will be glorified. Build your church, Lord. Let this household be fully established to manifest your glory. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The Lord bless you. We'll see you again. Bye-bye.